Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Dripping in sex appeal. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESP. This is the pecking order. Today's topic, those great athletes who needed just a little more help. Here are Mackey and Judd. <laughs> yes, this stems from our buddy Tom Pelissero. We're actually going to just steal this straight from his conversation on satellite radio yesterday. He was doing a show down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was for a serious XM NFL radio, and he asked a question about NFL players based on LeBron James leaving Cleveland again. LeBron James has now left a tattered Cleveland roster and organization twice. Who are the sports stars? He phrased it NFL, but who are the sports stars, current or historical, you wish had better supporting casts? Who goes first this week? I think it's your turn to go first. All right. So this could be guys right now that you just say, yeah, I really feel bad for that guy. I wish he had better teammates. Or historically, man, if that guy would have had better teammates. Yep. So I have a mix of, of both of these here. Number 10, it's actually, I, I couldn't decide which one of these guys to put on. I'm going to put them both on the list, tied for 10th. Adrian Peterson and Barry Sanders, two of the great all-time pure running backs in NFL history. And their quarterbacks were Tavares Jackson, Christian Ponder, Matt Castle, Scott Mitchell, Gus Farratt, Charlie Batch, yep, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Just leave out Brett Favre. That's fine. There was one year of Brett Favre. Well, a year and a half of Brett Favre. It's yeah. true. And Scott Mitchell had a pretty big year once with the Lions. 28 won't make my list. I'll tell you that. Well, you don't feel bad for him like I do. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Block me on Twitter. You're not making my list. Wow. Barry Sanders good, like you too on Twitter. Good luck finding a job, Adrian. That good means luck. Sam Ponder won't make Phil's list. No, <laughs> that's just true. It's true. Or Dick Bramer. <laughs> well, Phil, that's a shame. Hello, young man. <laughs> By the way, it's hot out there. Yes, it is. I just hope these players are well hydrated on your list. <laughs> Number nine, a current guy. I don't know what his arm's going to be like anymore, but Andrew Luck with one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL with. A franchise and a general manager slash front office that traded a first-round pick for Trent Richardson like four years ago, thinking this is the final piece to the puzzle. I would love to see Andrew Luck healthy and with a great organization, with an offensive line, with a defense, with pieces around him. Uh, still went to 11-5 and records a couple different times, won postseason games. So Andrew Luck, number nine. Number eight, we're going old school here. A guy with 521 career home runs, Mm -hmm. a 344 career average, 1,800 career runs and RBIs, 
in only one postseason appearance, Ted Williams. Okay. Give the guy some yeah, pitching because there's someone Absolutely. else in the lineup that can get a hit. Absolutely. Uh, he only hit like 200 in the World Series that he played in, 1946. But Ted Williams, one of the great hitters of all time, one of the great overall players, and just didn't have enough around him. Number seven, Tony Gwynn. Yep. Eight batting titles, 15 All-Star games, five gold gloves, just under a 340 career batting average, only played in the postseason three times in 20 years, mm-hmm. and that's in the divisional era, right? That's where you've got East and West, at least. And then yes. at the end of his career, it was three divisions, and a wild card, it was the wild card era. Yep. And the Padres were so bad around him, and such a joke, he only played three times in the postseason in 20 years. Tony Gwynn, one of the great hitters of all time. Number six, back to the present, Larry Fitzgerald. I think, now he had Kurt Warner for a couple of years, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, had Kurt had Kurt Warner for a couple of years. Probably too much Matt Leinart, Ryan Lindley, Carson Palmer, kind of meh. He said, yeah, he's had a couple of decent quarterbacks. He has, but I think Palmer I think Larry Fitzgerald, if not for like injuries to starters, and I think he might be considered even up a notch historically. Now we get to the top five here. All right, I'm putting. This is going to sound crazy, but I'm putting Randy Moss number five on my list. So he did have Tom Brady for three years. Wow. And he had a couple really good years of Dante Culpepper. Yeah, the undefeated Patriots team. But he also had like, and he had one year of... He got him as much help as you could. He had Patriots. he had so many staggered quarterbacks. He had those two years in Oakland where well, those, it was like Kerry Collins. Those were just a waste of everyone's Put it time. this way. Jerry Rice had Joe Montana and Steve Young his entire career. Randy Moss had to patchwork at Elevate... Guys like Cunningham, Culpepper, Brady. Um, he, he, had Brady. he had Tom Brady for and, three and Cole, years. Culpepper had I already that. said that. He had Tom Brady yeah. for three years. I think but Brady Jerry, disqualifies him on from me. Because he had him me. for three years? For three years, but he's still a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's an unbelievable quarterback. And, and, and for three years. They had, yeah, but three years is a good chunk of time. Okay, with that organization. Jerry Rice had Joe Montana and Steve Young for 15 Different years. Different era. Different era. What do you mean? What, Different era. What does that matter for him? <laughs> the point is that he quarterbacks, had three years, quarterback. but, but he had a gra- he had one of the greatest quarterbacks in the world for three he years. He had Todd Bauman for like ten games one year. Uh, he had Brett Favre for a few, for a couple games. <laughs> yeah. He got a touchdown pass from Favre <laughs> exactly. at the, against the Jets. Listen, Come on. All I'm saying is, if, you were there. if Randy Moss had had that one quarterback for 10 or 15 years like Jerry Rice had, <laughs> yeah. we might look at him as the greatest receiver of all time. Just saying. You can disagree with it. That's fine. Well, you said I thought you, I would think that you're crazy, and I think you're crazy. I yeah. think some people still do view him as the greatest receiver of all time. Despite having... Who was that Tuyasa Sopo guy that threw him passes in Oakland? <laughs> Remember that guy? Oh, that, oh, yeah. That whole thing in Oakland Tuyasa was, Sopo? That whole thing in Oakland Kevin Walter awful. or whatever that guy's name was? <laughs> Walter, it yes. Was a, it was a disaster. Yes. Uh, number four, <laughs> maybe the best offensive lineman of our current generation in the NFL, Joe Thomas. For God's sakes, the guy went 4-12 and every year despite... The crappy quarterbacks, no, just no loyalty from the organization in terms one. of like putting a roster around him. But I'll still never understand why he didn't f- force his way out, especially at the end. I mean, he had it's every weird. chance to get traded, I think at least twice, if not three times. Yeah. How could you not say, you know what, I'm going to chase the ring this time? It is weird. It is weird. Uh, number three on my list. These are, if you're just joining us, with LeBron James ditching his crappy teammates in Cleveland again and joining crappy teammates in L.A. for the time being. 
the sports stars current and past that we wish had better supporting cast. Vikings fans are going to hate me for this, but Aaron Rodgers, I'm just going to throw him on the list on behalf of Packers fans. And you know what? If in a couple of years it's not working out for you, why don't you come I, over uh, I was gonna say, here? I wonder where he could win a Super Bowl with a team that really cares. Like, that guy should have yeah, he, far no. more than one Super Bowl, so he's on the list at number three. Totally agree. All right, top two here. Number two, we're going old school with this one, back to baseball. Two MVPs, 512 career home runs, 2,500 career hits, played for 20 years in only five seasons above 500. Yep. Never went to the postseason. Ernie Banks, Mr. Cub. Yeah. And if free agency existed, I think he would have <laughs> I think he would have said peace out after about six years. But Ernie Banks, one of the great players of all time. If he had played in New York, he might be considered on a totally different level, but because he was with the toiling, embarrassing Cubs for two decades. Put some I mean, put some guys around him for God's sakes. Although they had like they had Ferguson Jenkins at one point. They had uh Billy Williams was yeah, on they some of those teams. Choked in sixty nine. But uh, Ernie Banks. And then number one, yep. it wasn't even close. It was the first thing that popped into my head. It's local Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett had Anthony Peeler as a sidekick in one of those years. Troy Hudson as his starting point guard in 2002. Uh, Wally Zerbiak was like the main sidekick for two or and three they years. they finally got him help somewhere else. So, yeah, he goes, goes and plays with a legit organization, wins a championship the first time around. So Kevin Garnett, Ernie Banks... Aaron Rodgers, Joe Thomas, Randy Moss, Larry Fitzgerald, Tony Gwynn, Ted Williams, Andrew Luck, and Adrian Peterson slash Barry Sanders to round out the list. I've got some differences. I've got some th- the same. And I've got one local guy that I'm very surprised you left off, Phil Mackey. Okay. Mackey and Judd resume things following these messages. That is good news. On 1500 ESPN. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd are back. Are we ready? Let's get it on. On 1500 ESPN. This is the packing order. Today's topic, those great athletes who needed just a little more help. Here are Mackie and Judd. (laughs) We're stealing this directly from our friend Tom Pelissero, who posed this question from a football perspective on his satellite radio show yesterday he was filling in for doing it down the hallway. With LeBron James having left his crappy teammates in Cleveland for the second time in a decade, who are some sports stars you wish currently or historically had better supporting casts? Uh, my list was number 10, Adrian Peterson slash Barry Sanders, so two running backs who didn't do a whole lot in the postseason, crappy quarterbacks, etc., except for Brett Favre one year for Peterson. Andrew Luck, Ted Williams... Tony Gwynn, Larry Fitzgerald, Randy Moss. We debated that one, but Randy Moss had so many different quarterbacks. He had those two years in Oakland that were weird. Um, a hodgepodge of Vikings quarterbacks. He still Tom Brady for three years. Yeah, for three years. Still is Tom Brady. Okay. Win a freaking title. You had uh, Jeff Dubay for a year. <laughs> I like Jeff. <laughs> Don't say anything bad about Jeff. All right. Just throwing it out there. Radio legend in this town. Yes, he is. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Joe, uh, Joe Thomas, Aaron Rodgers, Ernie Banks, and Kevin Garnett round out my list. All right. Honorable mention on my list. Um, and and this is a guy who now says that, that he wouldn't join a super team if he could, but that's a bunch of BS is Charles Barkley. Well, he was on a super team. Well, right, but he also... He, he was on a team... 
In fact, he joined a but, team that already won back-to-back yeah, championships. And they didn't win, looked to leech one, and they didn't get one. So, so that's <laughs> BS. And and he, he's a guy who earlier in his career, if you could have got him, probably to a better team. But anyway, he is not my in my top ten because my top ten starts with at number ten, Tony Gwynn. Same as, as you, uh, twenty seasons with the Padres. That was an up and down team, more down than up. Uh, mm-hmm. They they made two World Series in that time. But they played the 84 Tigers. They had no chance. And in 98, at the end of Gwynn's career, they played the Yankees. They had no chance. So if you could have transplanted Tony Gwynn to the Yankees or a team like that, he definitely would have won a World Series, would have got a lot more help. Mm -hmm. Number 10, Tony Gwynn. Number 9, a running back, but it is not Adrian Peterson. And this guy did get a title at the very end, but in the prime of his career, he was on crappy teams across the board, Walter Payton. Those Chicago Bears teams that he joined in the 70s were, were pretty bad. Were not good. Walter Payton, if he had been on the Pittsburgh Steelers or a team like that, yeah. probably would have won about three Super Bowls. Yeah, that's fair. Walter Payton is number nine. Number eight. When we first realized the NBA draft lottery was fixed, it was for this guy, Patrick Ewing and the Knicks. Really? Yeah. Patrick Ewing, if you could have... They went to the playoffs all the time, though, didn't they? They went to the playoffs, but he also was on teams that didn't win titles. And so Patrick Ewing, an 11 consistently blocked, if I recall correctly, by the Celtics and those teams, and then the Pistons. And so Patrick Ewing is number eight. Yeah, the the issue I would take there is they went to the finals a couple times, for sure in the mid-'90s once, and then I think maybe at the end of his career... Like 1999, they went to the finals again and got beat by the Spurs. I think that happened. And they were always in the mix, but it was just Michael Jordan was in right. the East. And before that, it was, like you said, the Celtics were in the East. And, and he was it's good, like, but it's he why wasn't I didn't put Carl Malone on the list because, well, him and John Stockton were yeah. awesome and they went to the playoffs all the time. But that's not what the list is. Number seven on my list, Carl Yastrzemski. 22 years with the Red Sox. No World Series. The Red Sox, of course, had the drought from, what, 1918 to 2004 or so. Carl Yastrzemski is the first of two Boston Red Sox to make my list at number seven. All right. Number six, I agree with, with you, although you had this guy uh, tied with uh, Peterson at 10. I have him at six. Barry Sanders. Poor Barry Sanders. This was an electric Hall of Fame r- running back who who was one of the greats. And was stuck with the Detroit Lions. And is it true? Oh. He was like thirty years old. It wasn't. It wasn't like he retired with ten years left. Right? No. I mean, he was getting toward the end. He but probably had a few years left. But, though, but for what, sure. Wasn't it true though that he had two or three years left on his contract? And if they had let him out of the contract, he would have played somewhere else. Probably. I, mean, I think it was like I just don't want to play for the Lions. I think anymore. he just decided I'm. I'm just done. This this uh, so he played from 80, 89 to ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reached the Pro Bowl and was named an All Pro in every single season in which he played. He led the league in rushing four times and rushed for fifteen thousand two hundred and sixty nine career yards. And yet the Detroit Lions year after year were awful. So he's number six. It's amazing that the Lions, the two best players in franchise history. Megatron and Barry Sanders, by the time they were 29 years old, both of them were just so beaten down by the organization and the city and the game. They're both yeah. just like, I, I'm i good. I, I'm, I don't even need to do this anymore. No, yeah, I'm absolutely done. Those are my, those are 10 through 6. Number 5 on my list is a guy who actually made a Super Bowl, I believe, in his first year and never went back. And uh, is a Hall of Fame quarterback, Dan Marino. 
Dan Marino is if you if you could have gotten Dan Marino did not cost himself. Marino was consistently on teams that were good and then started to decline, if I recall correctly, in Miami. So Dan Marino, a six-time All-Pro and nine-time Pro Bowl player who reached that one Super Bowl in his first year and didn't go again as number five. I mean, the guy did have one of the great coaches in the history of the NFL, right? Don Shula. I think like some of it might be, I'm not saying he shouldn't be on the list, but this narrative might be a little bit like he should own some of it. Right? Oh, sure he, he does. should own some. Sure of he it. does. But if you could have, but if 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 he had played in the era now and he saw things trending the way that they're going, he probably jumps to a different team. And guess what? He wins. Number four, a guy that you had on your list as well at number eight, Teddy Ballgame. Ted Williams went to nineteen All Star games, won two AL MVP awards, two Triple Crowns. And yet, never won a World Series. And to your point before, he played in just the one in 1946. But if you, so if you take Teddy and put him in today's game with with his relationship with the media in Boston and where things went, Mm -hmm. he certainly says, peace out, I'm going to the the Yankees or a team like that uh, and wins a World Series. So he is number four on my list. Number three, we also agreed on this player, and you had him, um, I believe, in your... Oh, at number two, I've got him at three, Ernie Banks. Number two, I'm with you on this one completely, Aaron Rodgers. All right, okay, guys, here's the thing. I've won you a Super Bowl. I am one of the generationally greatest quarterbacks ever, and yet you haven't improved your defense enough and yet you make moves, you make coaching staff moves and roster moves that I don't like. I I should own this team. I should be, you should be calling me to ask for what we should be doing. And you continue to make moves. We're the Green Bay Packers. We're publicly owned, Aaron. You know what, then? I'll see you later. I'm out of here. Aaron Rodgers has, I think, of all athletes playing today, he might have the biggest gripe. And if I'm him, I, I look at what's going on in basketball right now, and I start calling my friends up. I call my buddy Jordy up, and I say, Jordy, you're playing a year in Oakland, and you're going to move to Vegas after that. Guess what? I'm not going to sign here. I'm going to play my contract out, and we're going to form a super team yeah. in Vegas. Why don't, I'm out of here. Why is it that NBA players have just said bleep it the last 10 years? We're going to sign shorter-term contracts, and we're going to do whatever the hell we want and play wherever we want because... This is our chance to make money and to win championships. In some cases, like Kevin Durant took less money this year so that they could get Boogie Cousins for less luxury tax. NFL players, are is it just because their ACLs could go in any time and if someone offers you a bunch of guaranteed money, you just take it? Well, I think like Aaron Rodgers should not go back to the Packers. No. I think for some that that's true, but Brady has gone, has kept going back to the Patriots on, on lesser contracts for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. So... If you're a a lineman or a running back, I completely get that. But if you're Rodgers, I start to pave my route. Me too. And if you go win in Vegas, can you imagine the endorsements, your popularity? I mean, it's it's high now. It goes through the roof. Yeah, totally agree. He is number two on my list. No one's got to be local, right? It is local, okay. and it's going to be a surprise. And the only reason why I'm going to put this guy atop my list is because there's still time. 
T-Jack. There's no, no, no. There's still time. There's still time to help this guy out. There's still time to get this guy what he so richly deserves, having been one of the great catchers in the history of baseball, wow. who, who lacks a World Series. Wow, there is dude. Thad, Derek. Oh listen to me. Listen to me, because number one on my list is Joe Mauer. Really? There, there is time. There is time to get him on a team where it, with better teammates. He doesn't deserve this. You know what? I feel bad for Joe. Are you saying you feel this way about his career or just right now? I feel this way about the whole thing. He was one of the greatest catchers of all time. He was a fantastic player. They had He's a year. nearing the end of his career now. You can get him on a really good team. Give Joe a chance. Free Joe. Hashtag free Joe. <laughs> Phil's getting annoyed. I mean, <laughs> I, and I'm, free the, Joe. I'm the Joe Mauer apologist here, okay? He had a year in which the Twins had the AL Cy Young Award winner, the AL MVP, the American League center field gold glove Wasn't award enough. winner. Wasn't enough. And career seasons by Kadire and Nick Punto. Exactly. And the second best closer in baseball. Exactly. And I think Joe had two hits in the playoffs that year. Like, Hashtag free come Joe. Come on now. Free Joe. You gotta hold up your end of the bargain, right? Free Joe. That's borderline. Number one? <laughs> Number one on Joe my Joe Mauer over Ted Williams. I am talking. Ted I am talking. I am talking directly <laughs> to Thad and Derek right now. Or Derek and Thad. I don't care. I am telling you. Free Joe Mauer. It's not like the Twins have had Ernie Banks level futility around Joe Mauer for 15 years. They went to the playoffs almost every year with Sports him. Sports stars, I regret not being freed. I'll give you the last five years when, you know, at one point Scott Diamond was their number one starting pitcher and Joe Mauer's well, out there hitting 320. It's been a lot of futility. It's of, been yes. some futility, yes. yes. Mauer. I mean, you keep. You can't put him number one. What? I just did. I just did it. I did it. I did it. And Dave, I'll stand are you with this? It. Are you with Judd on this? Um, Do you feel terrible for Joe Maurer? I feel bad that people don't understand how valuable he's been. Yeah, but you can't say that he's had like he's had some I, pretty good teams. I feel like the whole thing with with Joe with Joe ha- ha- having been a great player and then being vilified basically for several years here. I think it's time. That we understand that free Joe should happen. I mean, he hits. So his his postseason batting average is thirty five points lower than his career batting average. And he's gonna, you know what? <laughs> to like, be I think fair, it's a pretty small sample size. And you know what? He owns well, it. Well, he got he yeah, got if, screwed if he, if he by had, Phil Cuzzy. Okay, so we'll give him that. If hit. he hadn't got we'll screwed by Cuzzy, <laughs> Twins win that series. He's probably hitting five hundred at that point. Yeah, it's all different. We'll give him that one. Give him a chance. Give him another chance Boy. to fix that average by going to the 2018 postseason. Neil's Neil's uh, people are already calling about this. Free joke. Controversial. Six five one six four six eight two five five. All right, us. Neil, go ahead. Oh my gosh. You know, nobody told him to sign his 50-year contract. Okay. How long? I mean, 50 years. Okay. Thank God it's anyway. year 50 of the contract, finally. Yeah, it seems like it. But, I mean, couldn't be, couldn't have a greater guy. I know, I mean, he's, he's played. He's done good at everything. I mean, he's been hurt. But um kind of lost my train of thought. He, um, he deserves to be on another team, yes. But... I mean, he was he was what Torrey Hunter called him the Michael Jordan of baseball, maybe for about three years. But I mean, don't don't sign a ten year contract then and get 50, 50 million a year. Sign a five year contract so you can move. There's still time to free Joe. Uh, Neil Bot signs off. All right, bye, Neil. Bye, Neil. I love Neil signing off. Neil in the signing third person. off. Neil out. <laughs> Neil's out. Oh man. All right. All so right. so my top ten again: Mawa. 
Rogers Banks, Teddy Ballgame, Dan Marino is my top five. Barry Sanders, six. Carl Yastrzemski is seven. Eight is Patrick Ewing. Nine is Walter Payton. And ten is Tony Gwynn. Do you think Joe Mauer's had it worse than Barry Sanders? I am going to put together during this break my hashtag campaign, Free Joe. I think it's the Twins. You know what? You go to Joe and you say, Joe, we're doing you a favor. We're going to trade you. Because we want you to win a World Series. Percent chance he waves it. I don't think he does. I think he loves living here. Free Joe. It would only be for two months, too, right? Because it'd be like July. You'd trade him on July well, 30th or something. Send him to St. Louis for a couple months. Yeah, it's a little Someone hot down there. We can get the kids down there. We can get the wife down there. She's some, pregnant. Some, some, is she? Yeah, congratulations to him. I want your newborn to see to see his father as a World Series champion. Insincere Judd coming through loud and clear right now. I'm trying to move him, okay? Would you please stop with that? If only Joe Maurer could win that one World Series, right, Judd? That'd be cool, man. I'd like to, <laughs> to see that again. You can find Matthew Collar on 1500ESPN.com, the Purple Podcast, and also now Saturday Sports Talk. Yes, you 10 guys, to uh, noon with, uh, with me. Lots of fun, Matthew. Lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> What's next in stuff? <laughs> I've got some minor league baseball news to get to, an odd occurrence from the big leagues yesterday, and perhaps something new coming to college football. That'd be cool, man. I'd like to, to yeah. see that again. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Happy? Yeah, happy. On 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. It's one of the funniest things that ever happened in sports. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Dell. Dell's Black Friday in July sale up to 40% off and deals on PCs with Intel Core processors. Plus, get free shipping. Visit dell.com slash business deals or call 877-BUY-DELL. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. What Twin City sports fans are chanting for right now. Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. I'm really excited for stuff, Dave. Really, Judd? Yeah, that's yeah. great. That'd be cool, man. What are you excited about most? All of it today. That'd be cool, man. I'd like to, to see that again. I think that means you didn't pay attention to the tease. All normally of, you have an item. That all of the stuff that you no, all of the stuff that you teased today sounded so good. I didn't want to pick one thing out. Oh wow! What did I tease? I don't really remember. I thought so. I'm getting older. Okay, don't pick on me about that. Let's head over. Whoa! Let's head out east to start this one uh, to the home of the Portland Sea Dogs minor league ball club affiliate of the Boston Red Sox. Uh, they have a, a, a stadium that sort of mimics Fenway Park. They got the big they got the big green monster out and left. Mm-hmm. Patrolling the left field yesterday for the visiting Binghamton Rumble Ponies. The Rumble Ponies. Yes. You know who that was. Timmy Tebow. Had a little trouble with the big wall. Oh, boy. 3-1 pitch. Akami swings. It's a high fly to left. Tebow backing up. Spinning against the wall. It's off the monster. And then it hit Tebow and rolled all the way into foul territory. Witte coming home to score. Akami heading for third. And he gets there standing up with an RBI triple. And the Binghamton lead is now two to one. He's up to two eight or two sixty six at the plate, three thirty six OBP. But he had a little trouble in left field, as you heard, spinning, and a ball hit off the wall and off of his melon. And then uh, it just like rolled into foul territory. <laughs> yes, he okay. had to drag it down and hold the guy to a triple. Call but him we're, up. We're working on the gloves still. With Call him Timmy. up, Mets. Call how many, him how up. many bombs does Timmy 
touchdown have? Timmy touchdown. Let's call him. Let me look that up. Because that's not a terrible, like if you're hitting 260-something, you're OBP, you know, you, it's passable. But if he's slugging to go along with it, mm-hmm. does he have five home runs? Does he have 10? Pulling it up right now. 2018 home runs. <laughs> five. Five, okay. five. 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 So he bombs. doesn't hit bombs. He looks like you would hit bombs. He's got the- 222 at bats, five bombs, a tr- one triple, 12 doubles. Okay. Uh, out of 59 total base. See, we got I think Way he to needs go, to Timmy. sell out for bombs. Okay. <gasps> Forget about the average. Forget about defense. Just we just need bombs. That's all we need. That's all you need. Sounds like somebody else is selling out for bombs, but uh, well, I guess maybe not a lot of them. He's got this going for him though. Ford swings a line drive past the diving try of Rivera. It's in a right field, a base hit. Valdespin will score. Bonifacio will score. Going for third is Snyder. He's in there safely. A two-out, two-run single the other way for Lou Ford. And it's a one-run ball game really? at five to four. Wow. He's still oh wow, I oh, had no idea. You haven't heard the Lou Ford news. Will come back for uh No. He's playing independent ball right now. He's an all-star, boys. As he should be. He is an all-star. He is a 41-year-old all-star from the Long Island Ducks of the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball. He's not just an outfielder. He's also their hitting coach. Hey, that's and great. I'm not kidding. The more you can do, right? Versatility is key in, in the job. And the best thing to come out of this story, I asked intern Max to grab a highlight. I need a little Lou Ford highlight for stuff you should know about today. He says, Lou Ford, I've got a Lou Ford bat. <laughs> And so I said, really? Like you, you know, you went to the pro shop or something, or you just happened to get a, you know, broken bat or a game used? No, no. It was Lou Ford Bat Day. That means the twins once held Lou Ford Bat Day. I mean, that's how bad it was. Lou Ford I took the it. nation by storm for like two months, <laughs> 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then he uh, was, he was the guy that burned himself yes, trying to iron his shirt, shirt while yeah. he was wearing it. That was right? a little bit of a miscalculation on Lou's part. Yeah, he used to meet, he used to play like Dungeons and Dragons or something, one of those games, and he'd go meet fans at coffee shops on the road. <laughs> the players that we've been oh, asked God. to watch in this town is really, really a sad list of times. Yeah. Well, there's that. Uh, let's go to the Major Leagues. Uh, it was Nationals and Red Sox yesterday. Sandy Leone at the plate. Couple runners on. One out. And Max Scherzer uh, had his way. That's a swing and a miss. First base was occupied, so Leone cannot advance. But the other runners can. I don't know that I've ever seen this before. Did this go through his legs? Five hole? Shoots, he scores. Max Scherzer threw a slider that broke so hard it went between Leon's legs to the backstop as he swung for strike three. So we got two outs, runners advanced to second and third. What do the Nats do? Well, they walk Jackie Bradley because they know Rick Porcello's on deck. That's that's an easy out, right? Uh, to the ESPN crew. Um, just in case, Adam, you made this seem like this was a battle right here. I mean, this is unfair right now. I okay, just, no, I mean, <laughs> let's lock in here, all right? Pitcher versus pitcher. When Parcello goes deep, you're going to realize that he's vindicated. Al- Alex Cora kind of facetiously told us, for, yeah, that's going to be a great at bat. And he implied that he would tell Porcello, don't even swing. It's not, there's no point in that. He's too good. Porcello's going to get his buddy here. As long as you have a bat in hand, you never know what can happen. But in this case, I think we know. Uh, Porcello making contact and drives that ball in the left. That is out of the reach of Juan Soto. One run will score. 
Two runs will score. Rick Porcello oh delivers with a huge three-run double. Wow! On an 0-2 fastball <laughs> off of Max Bleepin' Scherzer. Amazing. Best buddy, yeah. I was going to say, if that ended up in a strikeout, it would have been Judd's favorite thing because he loves pitchers facing pitchers and double switches no, this and is obscure why I love things. It. This is why I love it. Yeah. Best friends face off, and the American League pitcher actually gets a double off of it. Yeah. Woo! We know that gambling is coming to a state near you on, uh, on in sports. It's already come to a few already besides uh, Nevada and New Jersey. Well, uh, the Big Ten is taking notice, boys. They are petitioning to have a injury report, a mandatory injury report as part of college football. Instead of just like mysteriously players... Like a guy gets decapitated and then he's just sort of week to week, right? <laughs> right. Which happens all the time. <laughs> I think that's it how gonna, it works. Is it going to be like the NHL injury report or the or NFL just... injury report? Like, can you, uh, how NFL, specific do you have to get? When you think you have to say that it's a shoulder injury, or can you just say upper body? Well, I certainly don't know the details of that yet. I do know Mike Leach is an outspoken opponent of it already, saying it does him no good to tell the opposition about the weaknesses that's, that's of true. his football team. That is true, yes. Yes. Thank you, Mike. That's yeah. not the point. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. the well, point go, at all. No one thought of that. Oh, you know what? That's a great point, Mike. <laughs> we won't make you do it then. <laughs> it was called, quote, an embarrassment for soccer. Quoting the Mexican uh, team manager at the World Cup. It's not a good example for soccer and for the world of soccer. For all the kids playing, this is a game of men. And not one with so much clowning. Mm-hmm. Ripping Neymar yesterday without saying his name. It was it was aggressive flopping. It was aggressive em- flopping. It was embarrassing. I mean, it was the one where the ball is the ball is between his legs and he's down, yes. but obviously fine. And the guy picks the ball up and then he acts like he's been shot. The Mexico player did step on his leg as he picked the ball up, but it was, I mean, yeah, like on. he acted like there was bone sticking out of leg. Uh, by the way, uh, Sweden is up one to nothing on Switzerland in the 85th minute right now. The drama yesterday, the, the Belgium goal was one of the coolest goals I've seen watching soccer. It was as close to a buzzer beater as you can get in uh, in soccer, going 114 yards the other way <laughs> as time expired. It was an amazing, amazing run, as we say. No pun intended there, or would. No, it was absolutely a pun. pun intended. No, it okay. wasn't really a pun. It's just what they call it in soccer. He had a great run. A great run. Terrell Owens has announced where he is going to uh, be <laughs> during the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony. We'll tell you that when we come back. Mackie and Judd, and also in about 45 minutes, Jason Stark will join the show. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. And we're out. On 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. You go low, I'll go high. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Want tickets to the X Games? How about an X Games prize pack that includes an X Games skate deck and a hat, St. Minneapolis hat, and more? I'll just head to the 1500 ESPN stream player right now for details on how you can enter to be a winner. X Games Minneapolis returns to U.S. Bank Stadium July 19th through the 22nd. It's really hard to get walk-off wins 
or buzzer beater wins in soccer because like no one knows when the game ends. Like you know, like oh, the game is going to end soon because there's four minutes of stoppage time and the clock just hit ninety four. But right. the referee is keeping time. But you you saw the goal. We showed it to you this morning. The Belgium goal. That was a cool goal. Even if you don't like soccer, right? Like, oh yeah. Japan. If you missed it yesterday, Belgium is is. I wouldn't say they're one of the three favorites. They're like one of the five favorites to win the World Cup. And a lot of people are saying this is the best Belgium team in their history in the World Cup. And they got down 2 nothing with maybe 25 or 30 minutes left in the game yesterday. Elimination round. They come back. They tie it up. So it's tied 2-2. Two to two, Stoppage time. 93 minutes and 30 seconds, but four minutes of stoppage time. So about 30 seconds to go in the game. And they give you one last run. Mm -hmm. And Japan had a corner kick. Mm -hmm. So Japan, you think, oh, Japan's going to dictate the last offensive stanza here. And then they'll go to extra time. And instead, goalie makes the save, rolls it out, 114-yard fast break the other way. (laughs) I love that. Tic-tac-toe passing. And Belgium scores a goal with like ten seconds to go, and then they blew it dead. Right. And now we're watching we're watching stoppage time here. Uh, Switzerland down one nothing to Sweden, but the Swiss came close there too. I don't think the World Cup is going to get me super interested in random MLS games because it's just not the same caliber of play, and, and the stakes aren't the same. But every year since about 1994, probably I've just increasingly watched more World Cup games. I've become more interested. I could see over time if the U.S. product continues to get better. I can see how people, casual fans like me anyways, I'll just speak for myself, how you could get hooked on soccer. Because they're at the highest level, there is a lot of drama. There's a lot of great players. Um, BPL is flopping still yeah. pretty aggressive. Yeah. But yeah. The the one thing that about this tournament that drives me nuts is the diving. It's the one it's the one thing. And it's worse in this than than it is in EPL games. It's the it's at its worst. That's because the, the, the that's cause the stakes are higher. In, well, in I just Cup. just get up, just get up, okay? <laughs> just stop rolling around unless you're really hurt. Just stop rolling around on the ground trying to get a card and get up and run and join the play. But I see why they do it because if you, especially if you're in the penalty box, if you're in the box and here comes Sweden with a fast break, and uh, well, there it is, like right there, like that's a dive in the box, you and tri- they're gonna, and they're going to call a penalty kick. Actually, if the, you can draw a foul inside yeah. the box, you you get a, a guaranteed he goal. He tripped on, on the ball. He gets shoved. Well, sure, he got shoved, but he also tripped on the ball. But you're going to emphasize that, just like in basketball. If you're under the hoop and someone nudges but you, you're going to go to the ground. That's why they came up with that diving rules there. I'm okay with guys going to the ground to emphasize. Well, and they roll around like somebody took them out from the stands. He got shoved there. Yeah, and then he tripped on the ball. Yeah. Get up. Get up. Play the sport. <laughs> why haven't you really sampled the World Cup? Like, what I is have it? a little bit, but not much. I just, I just got stuff going on. I'm busy. I'm real busy. I got lots of stuff. I got home yesterday, and the choices were Belgium, Japan, or the jump. I wanted to watch the jump. Okay, the yeah, NBA coverage. The NBA. But you watch a lot more Twins games right now than World Cup, and the World Cup oh, is much easily. more compelling than watching like random. No, not to guy. me. Love the dumpster fire. All right, you know me, ambulance chaser extraordinaire. <laughs> I want to well, watch see... the England game today too. If they get down two oh, nothing, that'll be oh, ambulance Brits, chaser. Brits will be be so uptight. But the Twins right now are fun to watch because you're in every game they take leads and you say to yourself they're going to blow it. They're going to blow it. How are they going to blow it though? That's why you have to stay tuned. Okay. 
And then how depressed is is Dick Bramer <laughs> going to get? How depressed is Dick Bramer going to get? And then he gets more and more depressed about it and gets more down, and it becomes more enjoyable. I him. find myself sometimes forgetting that the Twins exist these past three weeks. Like, they're just so hard to watch. And, oh, that's right, the Twins are playing in Milwaukee tonight. I wonder how this is going to end tragically. That's and, the difference between does. the two of us. Um, so, T.L. Terrell Owens has announced... So he threw out the announcement like two or three weeks ago that he was not, he was going to be the first player ever to snub his own induction ceremony because, yeah. of course, he's T.O. I thought it might be something for profit. All right, you can come pay 20 bucks to see me here. Well, here's the announcement. As many of you know, I am foregoing the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony in Canton. After giving it much thought, I have realized just how much I want to celebrate what will inevitably be the best weekend of my life at a place that means so much to me. I have decided to give my Hall of Fame speech at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga in McKenzie Arena on Saturday, August 4th. The event, which is free and open to the public, starts at 3.17 p.m. 3.17. There's got to be some significance there. Yeah, I have no idea, but... 300, he's got more than that for catches. 3.17. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I'm proud to be a mock... I'm considered to be, uh, I'm honored to be able to share this experience with my family, friends, teammates, and fans at the place that provided me an opportunity beyond high school where I truly began to find myself as an athlete. Thank you to everyone who has supported my celebration decision. I look forward to seeing you all in Chattanooga. Get your popcorn ready. T.O. Wait. So he's going to a place where he could go give a speech at any point because. He's convinced that this. Uh, I I don't get it. Well, he's he doesn't want to go to the Hall of. I don't know if we know fully why he doesn't want to go to the Hall of Fame ceremony. Maybe because he resents the media or resents the fact that he had to sit out for a while. All right, yeah, I don't. I, I I'm fine with the fact that if he's going to pick somewhere, it's not some like it's not some stunt where he's charging a bunch of money or doing something. He's going back to his college. I still think it's too and bad. he's speaking at a place that means a lot to him. It's it's definitely it's odd and weird. against the grain, yeah. but it's less. Self-centered than I thought it was going to be. I'm, a, I'm actually a, whatever. Like, well, I mean, he, he he's an odd guy. And you can sh- and depending on when he decides to give that speech on that day, uh, you you can still televise it if you want, I suppose. Yeah, it just seems. My guess is he'll put it on like Periscope or Facebook Live or something, like yeah. just to his following. Yeah, the whole thing seems odd. It, it's too bad. It's too bad. Like everybody who has received this honor before him. No, no matter how much they they might have hated the people that vote on the award or pro football people, they've gone and done this. It's just too bad. It is odd that he had because because there's not only is he disrespecting, he's disrespecting. I feel like his peers and people who had nothing to do with like right. G, like Jerry Rice, for instance. Like he was teammates with Jerry Rice. Yeah, and and those, unless there's some beef, yes. like he's sort of disrespecting Jerry Rice. Some of this is all overblown too because this is all just like it's all a meme and well, sometimes we put so much stock into Hall I think of Fame and I think it's too bad, but I I also think it's ridiculous the people that then came out after the fact who v- voted on this and said this is why we didn't put him in. He still deserves it. And he should go do it in my opinion. Uh, but to come back then and say, well, this is the exact type of thing of why he's not. No, he is a Hall of Fame player. Now, if he wants to stand up on stage at UT Chattanooga and do uh, and do sit-ups with a shirt off. With Drew Rosenhaus right there. And Next the, question. Yeah. Next statement. Yeah, I wonder how many people. Show, I'm, I'm sure if, if, if it's a. Oh, oh it's, okay. It's John 317. Troy tweets in. He's claiming that God sent him to the world to save it. Wow. Okay. Is that now, what John 317 is? I'll have to look at it. I'm not well I versed. I 
I'm not either. Maybe an intern Max can look that up. John three seventeen. Is that really? Is he really claiming that God sent him to the world to save it? Is that what that means? That's it. Might be right up to you. What about Austin three sixteen? <laughs> he sent me to drink beer and deliver stunners. <laughs> Kick your ass to everybody. Okay, that's good. It would. It wouldn't be. Uh, I guess it wouldn't be shocking if Terrell Owens thought that highly of himself that God sent yeah. him here. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. John three seventeen. All right. The There's different ways to interpret that. I'm version. sure. He's a, little, he's a wacky guy. Theo's a, a little bit of an odd guy. Yep. Jason Stark in thirty. Also, we can get back to some of our Wolves conversation. Another big splash, baby. Anthony Tal. They're paying more for Anthony Tolliver than uh, Boogie Cousins is going to make with the Warriors. So let, let that settle in for you for a second. And open phone lines, if you have thoughts on our previous conversation about the NBA, is it in shambles because the Warriors added Boogie Cousins? Your thoughts on Anthony Tolliver over Nemanja Bielitsa, whatever you want to talk about. 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500, Jason Stark in 30. Sit tight. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. No, no. I need it now. Yes. I can't wait. Back in time on 1500 ESP.